Amen. You may be seated. It's wonderful to be here with you today. I was reminded in the singing of this song of a place in the scripture. The enemies of Israel had set themselves in array against Israel. To fight them, to take them to battle, to destroy them. You know, really, we're all pretty powerless over our enemies. We have power over ourselves to some degree. But there's not a lot we can do about the strength of enemies in this aspect. The enemies of the people of God had set themselves in array to destroy them. And the leadership was given direction and said and, and told to do this. Put the swords away. Put the shields down. We're going to do this different today. Get your singers. Get your tambourine players. Get your praisers. Put them out in the front of the battle. Not to make them vulnerable. Because I am their strength. And so they went out saying the joy of the Lord is my strength. They were hitting their tambourines. They were dancing and shouting. And the Bible said God set ambushments against the children of Ammon. And the enemy began to fight itself. Listen to me. The cry of the voice of the world would like to tell you what's happening. And I'm telling you it ain't over till it's over. Because there's some praisers going out. There's some singers going out. There are those who give all glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And there's no telling what He's going to do in the enemy's camp. More than once I've seen the enemy implode on itself. More than once I have seen a battle set at ray. And it would look like the strength of the enemy was so strong. But when it was all said and done, when it was all over, the enemy imploded on itself and crumbled. And the people of God walked out victoriously without even raising their voices. Without ever raising their weapons. Hallelujah. There's victory in the house today. It's the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the victory that comes from the Spirit of Almighty God. Greater is He that is in us. Hallelujah. That have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. Shut that voice out. Turn that knob off. Quit being influenced by lies. And let the Spirit of truth prevail back to the back of the book we win these are just skirmishes the battle's been won it's been settled one more time all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing
I'm going to do my best to emphasize this and reiterate this only one more time. I want to do it a lot more than that. I'm going to do my best to reiterate something Bishop said one more time. Quit being influenced by lies. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Quit being influenced by lies. If you want to know what is truth, get a Bible. You want to know what's true. Okay, I want to quit being influenced by lies. Where do I go? Go to the Word of God. It is the sure foundation. The world hangs on the Word of God. Everything, it's on His Word. Praise God. You can be seated. Praise God. I'm going to dismiss our children to their class at this time. Thank you for giving yourselves to praise and worship today. Amen. I'm thankful. It's good to see all of you. Thank you again for, for being here in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm just thanking you on his behalf. Thank you for being here in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. I have asked Brother Manuel Escobar if he would speak to us today, take, a, take some time and share a scripture or two. And, and I'm thankful that he has such a, a willing spirit and all the things that God has put inside him. I am appreciative of that. So I'd like for him to come and, and speak to us today. Brother Manuel, God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love the Escobars. So I don't... Got my Bible, so I don't re uh, forget the scripture. But anyway, praise the Lord, church, because you do know that you are the church, right? We're in a building in the house of God. This is the house of God. We come to praise Him. We come to worship Him. And uh, one thing that is very important is that we repent. We clear our mind. We give no place to the devil to have any part in our hearts, in our minds, so that everything is going on here. The devil will have no part. Because the Bible says, let him that stole steal no more. Don't let him steal your joy. Don't let him steal what God has given you. Don't let him steal, you know, God is doing so much. And, and Bishop, wow, you, <laughs> you, uh, you know, uh, that, what is that, Second Chronicles chapter 20? You know, uh, we have a God that is so awesome. Did you know that the Bible says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth? We understand that, right? God created the heaven and the earth. Now, who's the one that came and died on the cross for us? Who's the one that came and shed his blood for us? Who's the one that came and filled us with his spirit? Who is the one living inside of us? That same God that created the heaven and the earth. We should be rejoicing because of that. We should be giving thanks to God. I mean, that, I mean, he came and gave his life for us. And, and, and like, like Bishop was just saying, uh, uh, they were Jehoshaphat, the, uh, he heard that an army was coming against him. And of course, it put a little fear in him. And sometimes we let the devil do that to us. But you know what? We are greater than the devil. We have more power than the devil. Did he not say that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you? So we've got that power, we've got that anointing, we have something inside of us that the devils fear. So it's up to us 
to stand up to that devil and let him know, no devil, you're not stealing anything from my home, my husband, my wife, my children. We are going to continue. We are going to serve God. Because, I mean, for him to love us so much and to come and, and give his life for us. And then, because uh, the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He gave, we were saying, crucify him, crucify him. And he said, you know what? I love you. <laughs> and we were, what? Yeah, I love you. And I'm not only going to tell you I love you. I'm going to come and I'm going to give my life for you. That's, oh, man, that's something that we need to really rejoice for. God himself to come and give his life for us, sinners. And I know, <laughs> I don't know how much it, uh, it cost him to be on that cross for my sins. I don't know how much it cost him, but I know it cost him a lot for all of us because we were all in sin, but he set us free. We're no longer slaves to sin, to the drugs, to the alcohol, to the life that we had before. We're not slaves to that kind of life anymore. He has set us free. He went to the cross. He took those nails for us, and that's why, and, and you know why? Let me read a scripture here. Yes, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, sister. <laughs> in in 1 Peter 2, 9, and I think a lot of you know, know this scripture. It says, but ye are a chosen generation. This generation has been chosen by God. He chose you. That's why you're here. That's why you're worshiping and praising him. You know that he chose you. You know he He's your father. He's, he's your redeemer. Uh, who was it? Job, I think he says, I know my redeemer liveth. So we need to know that our redeemer is alive. He rose from the dead. He's not dead. Uh, so he said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Each one of us here, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. You know what that means? That means you're God's people, a peculiar people. He made you. He made us his people. Now we live for him. We worship him. We praise him. We give him all honor and glory. He's the one that blesses us every day. We woke up this morning because of him. He gave us life. And, and uh, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I don't know, but, uh, oh, my God, uh, when the word of God comes, I don't know, but I think a lot of these young people should be worshiping and praising God. You have a reason to worship. At your age, and you're coming to God, and you're here in the house of the Lord, you should be praising Him. You should be worshiping. It's not just for the older people. It's for you young ones, too. You need to worship Him. You need to let that devil know who you're serving, that he has no hold on you, that you are free. Oh, I can hear those shackles right now just coming down. Don't let, don't let him put shackles on you. Don't let him hold you. Don't let him hold you back. Brother Troy, God loves you, brother. And the devil can't put no shackles on you. You are free. You are free from the world, from the sin. You are free. I know you are. I know he has set you free because I know that he went to the cross. If you had been the only man here on the earth, Guess what? He still would have done it. That's how much he loves you. And, uh, and I just want to uh, uh, say that we are so privileged to, uh, to be able to have church in the house of God. That scripture that says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That, that took on, like Brother Kyle was saying, that took on a new meaning. I mean, yeah, we were having Zoom and all that. But to be here, gathered to hear, praising him, worshiping him, letting him know <laughs> that we appreciate everything he has done, allowing the gates the doors to be open so we can come in and worship him and praise him. Do you know that he went and died to forgive us our sins 
so that the gates of heaven could be opened, so that one day we could just walk in there without having to worry, instead of going to the other place. He paid the price, and it was a huge price that he had to pay. Uh, I, can't, I can't even imagine any human taking what he took. And I just thank him. I thank him so much because of what he done. He rescued us from a place that is so terrible. And now it's time to worship him. It's time to praise him. It's time to give him glory. It's time to get up and yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving my soul. Because that's what he did. He saved our soul from that place. And, and I just, I don't know, I just... Thank God, and I thank God for this church, for Bishop, for Pastor, for everyone here. I mean, you are a chosen generation, like the Bible says. We have been chosen by God. Can you? He could have left us out there in the world to perish, to, to die and, and, and be punished. No, but he said no. And you know what? It's not only us that he has called. There's many out there. But they're refusing, they're rejecting. But I thank God for everyone here that God has so far delivered us from all that evil that is out there. He has delivered us. He has been with us. Every day we come out of our houses and we come back safely. I mean, that's enough to worship God. Just waking up in the morning is enough to praise and worship God. Yes. So I just want to encourage you. We need to worship him. We need to praise him. We let, need to let him know he's welcome in this place. Jesus, you are welcome here, Lord. You come in this place, Lord. Fill everyone. If there's someone here that has not filled with your spirit, fill him today, Lord. Let it rain. Let it come down. Let it fill this place. Let us know, oh, Lord, that you are here by our praise. He said that by our praise, he'll know that we love him. But we can't just sit and be quiet. I mean, the, uh, the Jesus was told, tell, tell your disciples to be quiet. And no, no. If they're quiet, the stones will start worshiping. The stones will start praising me. I, I don't want the stones to worship God more than me. I don't want those chairs to stand up and start worshiping God. I want to worship God. I want to praise him. Because he has done so much. And... Uh, you know, God has brought us out of that darkness, like the Bible says, into his marvelous light. And, uh, and sometimes we might seem like fanatics or whatever you call it, worshiping and praising God. But you don't know where he brought us out from. You don't know how dark that darkness was that we were in. And when he brought us out of that into his light, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You're worthy to be praised, Lord. You're worthy to receive honor and glory. Yes, that's why I, I give him thanks every day because I know where he got me out from, and I know where I'm going. I know, and I know who I am. I am a child of God, and the devil has no power in my life. He, has, he can't come put no more shackles on me, like I said a while ago. I'm free to serve him, to worship him, and that devil's not going to stop me, and I thank him for my wife, that she helps me a lot, Together, you know, we're growing in the Lord together, and it's been so beautiful. I wouldn't trade this for that world out there. It offers you a lot, but it's all destruction. That's where it leads. And Jesus wants to give us eternal life in heaven with him forever. I mean, thank, but, but thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives, for everyone here, for blessing Brother Schoonover, Pastor, Brother Adam. I love you, brother. <laughs> yes. And so I thank you all for letting me speak here for this little while. And uh, I pray that you all will take this to heart. Know who you are. You are a chosen generation. You have been chosen by God. You are written in his book of life. And, and if anyone here has not been baptized in Jesus' name, I recommend it highly that you do, that you make an effort.
to go into that tank and get baptized in Jesus' name because that is very important. And then that you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We want to we wanna live for God. We want him to be in charge of our lives. We want him to be in control. So thank you all and God bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Escobar. Can we pray for just a moment? Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. We praise your name, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, in your name, we thank you for your presence that we feel here, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Is there anybody here that has had difficulty breathing just within about the last 10 minutes. I'm not going to embarrass you. Amen. Well, then let's thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. If you'll turn to Acts chapter 16, I think the Lord wants to show us a, a passage here. I almost call it a story but I hesitate to use the word story because I don't want it to lose any of its truth. It's true. Do you believe that? What happened in the word of God really happened. Every word. So it's not just a story. It's a passage that happened in Scripture. And I believe the Lord would want us to look at this. Acts chapter 16 I'm going to start. I'm going to start at verse 20. And many of you have probably heard of, of certain parts of this passage before. But so Paul was going through town and, and Silas was with him. And as they were going through town, there was a certain lady who was. I guess you could say cheering them on in a sense. She was saying, these are men of God. You need to listen to these men of God. They're, they're telling the truth and God is using them. And, and Paul didn't like what she was doing. So he turns and he, he commands an evil spirit to come out of her. And that happens. And... We would rejoice and thank God for that, but there were some people who were not excited about that because they knew the spirit that was in that woman was letting them profit. And I don't mean prophesy. I mean with an F, P-R-O-F-I-T, profit. They were gaining money off of what was happening through this woman. So jump up to verse 19. When her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. They are upsetting our way of life, what these men are doing. They teach customs, verse 21, which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them. Notice that what Paul and Silas were doing, were teaching the things they were promoting these leaders decided if we're going to take them down, what we need to do is point out the unlawfulness 
of what they're doing and how they're causing trouble. They're stirring up the city and they're, they're telling us to do things that the, that the laws of this land would not allow us to do. Or maybe what they're saying is just not what our laws say we should be doing. And there's a conflict here. So they bring them. It says they bring them. The, the multitude rose up together. And the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. When they had laid many stripes on them. Verse 20, I lost my place. 23, when they had laid many stripes on them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, made their feet fast in stocks. The jailer decides, all right, I've got one job to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to make sure I keep these men from getting out. That's my job. So he puts them in the inner prison. He puts their feet in stocks. As Brother Manuel said, in shackles. Put their feet in shackles. Verse 25, and at midnight... Are you watching this? Are you paying attention? They're in jail. The day is over and now it's midnight and they are in jail. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. They prayed and they sang praises and the prisoners heard them at midnight in the inner prison with their feet locked in shackles. And we have trouble praying in our living rooms. Sorry. And we have trouble singing when there's somebody sitting next to us at church. And we think it's odd to pray in our car driving to work. But I'm telling you what. They, you could not put them in a place where they would not pray and where they would not sing praises to God. If they would do it out on the street, they would do it in the marketplace, they would do it in the synagogue, they would do it house to house, you couldn't put them in a place where they would not do it. Now, just watch, bear with me if you will. They're in the inner prison, feet bound, jailer on guard. I've got one job to do. And when it says they prayed, I just don't see it like this. Lord, please deliver us. Lord, we don't like it here. It's dirty. Smells like the last guy that was in here. Oh, no, I, I just don't see them praying that way. And the reason why I don't see them praying that way is because it also says they sang praises to God. Praises to God. You know what praises are? Praises are us Telling God how good he is. Telling God how good he is. They're not sitting there thinking, oh, this is so terrible. 
And they're not even sitting there thinking, man, if God was better, we wouldn't be in this condition. They're not even looking on their condition at all. They're praying and they're singing praises to God. I also don't think they were singing, deliver us. Loose these shackles. Break every chain. I mean, okay, maybe they were. But what they were singing, the scripture says, they were singing praises. God, you are so good. You are so excellent. You are wonderful. You are powerful. (laughs) And the power is just rumbling. (laughs) Lord, you can do all things. And the power is just rumbling. Because they know it. It's there. It's truth. It's who he is. I'm telling you what. If you will, hear me please, if you will take on this attitude today, not if tomorrow goes well, if you will take on this attitude today, singing praise to God, it's, a, it's an attitude, okay? It's an attitude, praise is an attitude. It's what we choose to do regardless of what's going on around us. If you will take on that attitude today, I promise you, the Lord would start working in ways that you don't even realize He could do. I wonder, oh, I wonder how long the Lord would have allowed them to sit in that jail and talk about how bad their situation was, if that was their attitude. How long would the Lord allow them to sit there and have a pity party and complain? But that's not what they did. Okay, I wonder if Silas is looking at Paul and thinking, how did I get in this mess? I know exactly how you got here, Paul. I mean, just think about the last thing you did. You cast the devil out of that woman. It's pretty, pretty clear how you got here. But how did I get here? I hitched my wagon. I hitched my wagon to you. (laughs) That could be Silas. That could be us. Oh, I'm just one of these Christians, and Christians just have it so rough these days. I don't want that to be my attitude. I don't want to be looking at Bishop and thinking, you are getting us in so much trouble. How, I know how you got here. How did I get here? <laughs> but it doesn't say Paul saying, Paul prayed. They, this was a joint effort. They got in the situation together. They worshiped and they they prayed and they praised God together. And guess what? They got delivered together. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them.
The prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. This was, this was quite the earthquake. This was quite the specific earthquake. This was an earthquake that didn't cause the building to fall down. This was an earthquake that caused locks to be unlocked. Think about that for just a minute. I mean, imagine. This, I'm just going to give you a, a little scenario here of how specific this earthquake was. There's one light bulb out right there, right? You see that, the little guy? Imagine if we had an earthquake, such an earthquake that it shook this building and it caused that one light bulb to fall out and it caused another one, wherever it is, in the closet to shake and rumble and rattle up the wall and right back in there. We would think that is just, that's wild. What kind, that's, I would really struggle to label that an earthquake. I would more likely call that a miracle, an act of God. But it says it. There was an earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's bands... We're loosed. Okay. If I've got handcuffs on, what kind of earthquake is going to loose these handcuffs? I mean, do I need to be like, okay, shake a little more, shake a little more. Go find a sharp edge of a wall somewhere. No. The earthquake loosed, loose. The bands. I'm telling you, this is the kind of work, this is the kind of detail, detailed work that God will do on your behalf when you have this attitude. Verse 27, and the keeper of the prison Awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul in Silas. And brought them out. Hmm. Brought them out. Now what that tells me is. They didn't just flee. At the first sign of an open door. Did they? The doors are open and the bands are loose. The shackles are off. Let's make a break for it. (laughs) Not while there's somebody that is able to perform that kind of an earthquake. And he hasn't told me to make a break for it. So the prisoner, the jailer, goes into their prison, brings them out, and he asks them a question. Not, how did you get out of here? How did you get those bands off? Not, what did you do wrong to get in here? He didn't even say, who are you? He says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And now the story takes a very 
very detailed turn because that all that prison shaking and you know doors opening and that's all wonderful and the praise and all that led to it but now we start to see this happens for a purpose not to get them out of jail The purpose was not to get them out of jail. We want to sit here and think, man, he's so awesome. When's he going to do a miracle for me and get me out of my problems? Ooh. Mm. That's not the purpose. It's not the purpose of the miracle. But this jailer now says, what do I have to do to be saved? Read on with me. I'm almost done. They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord. And to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour. Now the Lord is revealing purpose. He's revealing purpose to the jailer. Uh, I, I just work here. All I do is lock guys up. And unlock them when they tell me to unlock them. And the Lord intervened that day in his life and in the life of his family. And he says, remember, they were put in his charge. So he decides, well, if you guys aren't fleeing, I'm going to keep charge of you. I'm going to keep watching over you because that's my job. But instead... I'm not going to try to lock you back up in here. I'm going to take you and I'm going to receive whatever it is that you have to give me. He takes them to his house. He takes them to his house. He says, it says he takes care of them. Their wounds, their stripes. He washes them. Verse 33, he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized. He washed their stripes, but he was baptized. He was washed. Spiritually, the purpose, the purpose of that miracle in the prison. Now, I said I'm almost done. I'm trying to finish. When the Lord starts to work in your life and leads you down a path and say, hey, this is my voice. This is my plan. I want to lead you in this direction. I want to do this with your life. And when we hear that and we respond, now we see, look at all the details. Look at all the purposes. It's a multifaceted purpose that the Lord wants to do in my life. was baptized, and he and all his house straightway. Verse 34, And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Will you stand with me? Let's pray. Jesus, God, I believe you want to do great things. I know that you want to do wonderful things with your people and for your people and through your people. Jesus, just as the word says, God, 
whatever situation we are in, we want to praise and pray to you and sing praises and have an attitude, God, that looks not on our current situation, not on our circumstances, God, but an attitude that looks at you, your goodness, your goodness. We want a a spirit, God, that submits to your purpose, to your timing, to your will. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to open these altars and I encourage you, if you would find a place and let this be your prayer to God for a bit today, as we seek him, as we express to him, God, I want to be able to praise you in every situation. I want to be able to sing your praises, God, simply because you are so good. Simply because you are so good. You are wonderful. Jesus, I'm not looking on myself right now. I'm not looking on my own circumstances. Jesus, but I'm looking towards you. You're the Father in heaven. You're the one that reigns over all the earth. You're the one that has all power, all ability, all might. Jesus, you are good and you alone are good. There is none like you, Father, none beside you. In the name of Jesus.
Acts chapter 16 is one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible. One of the most beautiful accounts in history. In the history of the church. If you'll take the time to read that chapter, I would dare say that you would find yourself in the chapter, in one of the accounts. It started when two men showed up in a town. Went down to a river, ended up praying with a lady, and it impacted her whole household. Then this, this young girl with this divining spirit, spirits cast out, which facilitated them being beaten and thrown in jail. And God ordained an earthquake that wouldn't just impact a jail and it wouldn't just impact two men in the jail or his family that when they took them home and baptized him. But then word came that they were Romans. Being tried or, or, or unjustly accused without a trial. And so the, the diplomats of the city, the mayor, the, the people in charge said, listen, let's slip word back to the jailer. Get those guys. Send them out the back door. Don't tell anybody they're there. And Paul got word and he said, no way. Have them come and tell us themselves. Have them come and release us. Can you imagine the scuttlebutt that went around City Hall? Now listen to me. It looks like the story comes to an end when two men finally walk out of town and go on as God leads them in their journey. But people talk. Let me tell you something. There was a lady. There was, or I mean, there was, we were down at the river playing, praying one day and, and taking care of laundry. And there was a couple of guys that came and, and they begin to pray and share with us things in the scripture that we begin to apply. And it impacted my life. And then I, I shared it with my kids. And as time went past, they shared it with their kids. One guy said, hey, I went to work one night. I was pulling a double shift, you know, down at the jail. And uh, they told me there was a couple of guys they had thrown in the inner, inner prison in the, what do you call that? Solitary confinement. He said, I went down and he looked in the bars, saw man, just a couple of raggedy guys. They can't be too much trouble. And during his second shift... Something happened. Things begin to shake. And so a man, a worker at the jailhouse, started telling his kids or his grandkids because a lot of his family was impacted that night and were baptized. But this is what happens when a life is impacted. Isn't that right, brother? You talk about it. You tell somebody. You share it with a friend. You share it with a child. And they begin to have a faith in a God that impacted your life. And one after the other. And then you can imagine the secretaries. City Hall. The secretaries. Did you hear what happened? And they made him go down. Oh my goodness, you should have seen the egg on his face. As he went down to the jail and had to let those guys go. And man, what an impact it's made on our city. Now watch this. Book of Philippians, first chapter. Letter to the church at Philippi. Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ. To all the saints 
in Christ Jesus which are at Philippi. Where did they come from? And with the bishops and the deacons, it was a mega church. Where did it come from? A couple of guys walked into town in the will of God. And they began to walk as God led them down to pray with a lady at a river. Then to cast the spirit out of a young lady. Get in trouble. Get beat. Get thrown in jail. It's in the book. You're in the book. You're somewhere. Go and read Acts 16 and you find where you are in Acts 16 and I'm telling you there is a a book of Philippi written because there was a mighty church in Philippi. Sometimes we just got to go to the back of the book and read the end of the story. But this, this is how it happened. This is who we are. It was shared earlier about various testimonies and those who impact your life. It's not to stand still. It's not to just bury that all in the memory books. But it's to carry on and to share and to testify and to witness how God has impacted your life. Isn't that right, Vance? The best is yet to come. Amen. If, <clears throat> if, you'll, if you'll close your eyes with me, I want to pray over us before we're dismissed. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray over every individual that's in this room today. Jesus, and I pray for those that have given themselves to watching and receiving of this ministry today. Each individual, Lord, I pray right now the supernatural work of the Spirit in our lives. Lord, let it start with you calling us to a place of prayer and consecration. Let it start with us listening for your voice, God. And hearing what you would speak to us. Jesus, I believe that you want to start today. This is a day of new beginnings, Lord. I pray, Jesus, for this group today. Father, that we would humble ourselves. Jesus, that we would seek you and your face. God, and that we would seek to live a life that's led by you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it today. Can we give some thanks to God? I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. As Brother Manuel said it, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, We need to get that done right away. If you have not received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, we need to get that done right away. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You are dismissed.